Welcome to the Talk To Me Doc podcast, where it's all about serving the early career physician. Let's talk about the unique issues that face us so we can create a better future for ourselves and those to come. And now your host, Dr. Andrew Tisser. Hey guys, it's Andrew and welcome back to the Talk To Me Doc podcast. I have a little different episode today. This week's episode is a Facebook Live that myself and Dr. Priyanka Nayak did in regards to time management. For those of you who missed it, here it is as a podcast episode. Dr. Priyanka Nayak attended medical school at Tulane University. After residency, she began to work in a private practice in Pennsylvania. She found herself troubleshooting everyday life problems with her patients, but more so her colleagues, nurses, social workers, and other female physicians. In helping other professionals to improve their well-being and reduce burnout, she realized she wanted to make a contribution in addition to being a regular physician. She began working on coaching certification at the International Coaching Academy, fostering her skills in blended coaching and consulting. Professional mothers come to Priyanka to uncover a lighter, less stressed life. She works with them to take small steps every day for unconditional happiness within themselves. Tailoring a program to each client's values and needs, she and her clients work together to create the antidote for burnout. Alrighty, here we go. It is storming like crazy here. So um, I'm hoping that my Verizon network, um, I'm not affiliated with them, but anyway, I'm I'm hoping that it hangs in there. And I'm also waiting um, for Andrew, who's going to join me. So let's see. Okay. Well, anyway, to start, my name is Priyanka Nayak. I am a physician, internal medicine, as well as a life coach. I work with professional moms to help them find a lighter, less stressed life. So today, Andrew Tisser um, and I are going to talk about time how valuable it is, and also just how can we really change our relationship with it and reclaim that time back. I get this information out there to help people in this, you know, problem or so-called problem of time. Because I think, you know, we all feel like we don't have enough time and have a time scarcity mindset, especially for those of us who are working professionals, just balancing a million things, juggling tons of things up in the air and feeling like, you know, we're just, there just aren't enough hours in the day. The to-do list just keeps getting longer and we can't get at it. So, so get ready. Finally, I believe Andrew will be joining us momentarily. Hello. Okay. Told him a little bit about what I do. So why don't you introduce yourself? All right. Sorry for the technical difficulties, everybody. Uh, my name is Andrew Tisser. I'm an emergency physician. Uh, I'm also a career consultant for early career physicians uh, and those docs who haven't figured it out yet uh, on the issues of uh, money, mindset, and making moves. That's goal setting and career satisfaction for uh, docs. So that's what I do on the side. And I hear we're here to talk about time today. Absolutely. So, um, you know, I, as I was saying earlier, time is really of value and it's, it's a currency, just like money. Right. Um, and, and I think what you were in, you had mentioned to me earlier about the value of time and how you can kind of work with that. Do you want to elaborate, especially for physicians? Sure. Yeah. I mean, so when you ask 
any doc you run into, uh, what is the biggest thing they struggle with? Many of them are going to tell you it's work-life balance. I don't know why I'm using this microphone because it's not connected to my phone. So anyway, get that out of my own. Uh, <laughs> it's work-life balance. So time is a finite resource. Uh, unfortunately, uh, we only have so many hours in a day and we don't know how long that time will last. But we see a lot with docs that they're unwilling to trade money for time or they do everything best themselves or they don't want to delegate or they don't want to outsource. And, you know, those hours add up in addition to the charting and the administrative nonsense and the billing and everything you got to do just to take care of your patients. That's how I feel. Absolutely. And um, can you kind of talk to us about contract negotiations or just negotiating at work um, time versus money? Sure. So uh, this is an underutilized strategy uh, that many of the residents that I work with and some of my other clients uh, really don't go into because they, all they see is dollar bills, right? So you're going in there and, and they're offering you X amount of money, you know, 200 grand a year. And you're like, no, market value is 230 or what have you. Uh, oftentimes, the soft things, um, if you look into negotiation experts, other things that you can negotiate for that are worth much more to you than it is to the people you're negotiating with. For example, um, I'm an ER doctor. Perhaps I could negotiate a lower shift rate for the same amount of uh, pay. Now, I'm paid by the hour where I work, so that wouldn't work. But um, perhaps you can have one half-day session less per week uh, for our clinic-based specialties. And oftentimes, even though technically that's giving you more money because they're giving you the same amount of money for the less amount worked, they don't see it that way. You, you can come at them and be like, yeah, this is a very generous offer. Um, perhaps uh, instead, in, in lieu of asking you for more money, we could uh, do one less half-day clinic session per week. And oftentimes they'll go for it uh, or protected time to pursue other pursuits. And at the end of the day, that's way more money. I will take one less day at work for less money any day. I don't know about you, Priyanka. How do you think? I agree. I value time over money, um, you know, because I can make the most of my time and sometimes or even just to enjoy myself because if I'm able to do self-care or have some family time, that at the end of, like, I always think about what will I reflect on at the end of my life and I'm not going to reflect on how many hours I worked. <laughs> I'm going to remember the good times with my friends and family and all those kinds of things. So if I can do that, you know, I will. So that's, that's sort of my priority uh, order there. So. Yeah, it's great. For example, um, I took over as a medical director of our urgent care back in January and they were offering me a stipend. And I said, why don't we keep my salary the same? And I drop a shift and they were like, yeah, sure. I mean, we don't have to pay you more. Great. And for me, that's a huge win because that's 12 hours. I don't have to be on site. That's great. And I could be home. I could do other things. So underutilized strategy. Love it. I, you know, I had actually never even thought of negotiating time until you mentioned it. So I think that's uh, gold for the contract negotiators out there for physicians because we are so bad at standing up for ourselves and we're so afraid to, you know, say anything and kind of rock the boat. So thanks for that piece of advice. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention, um, particularly for physician moms, professional moms is, um, outsourcing. I know, like you said, Andrew, we have a tough time with, um, you know, we want to do everything ourselves and do it like perfectly, whatever that means. Um, and, but I find 
delegating um, some of the tasks that I don't find valuable and I find to be not the best use of my time, that actually is the best thing for me. So for example, like if I have a babysitter coming to watch my kid or something, can they do some of the dishes or some of the laundry, my kid's laundry um, and things like that? Because that stuff, although it's small pockets of time, you can um, you can achieve your goals in those, like, let's say 10 minutes, you could do 10 minutes of reading. And if you do that multiple times a day or multiple times in a month, you're going to get through a book in like two months versus not reading anything at all. Right. Yeah. The compounding effect of that is, is astronomical. You know, I have clients that want to start a business, but they don't have time. Right. So maybe you offload some of the things that you don't enjoy. Yeah, I want to stress that a really fun calculation you can do is take your annual salary and divide it by 2000. Now that's the, that's your hourly rate. And 2000 is what like normal people work, uh, not docs. But so if you make 200 grand a year, divide it by 2000, and then your hourly rate is $100. Why would I do something that I could pay somebody $10 an hour to do when my hourly rate is $100? Unless you love it. If it's something you love doing, like, I really like taking care of my Rosie, which I never thought I would say in my life because I grew up in Queens, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but I wouldn't pay somebody to do that because I love it. But if there's something you hate to do, look at your hourly rate. Now, residents, you know, your hourly rate's going to be like 20 bucks an hour. So, uh, you know, carefully consider that too. But it's a fun calculation to do uh, to see things you can outsource. Yeah. Well, I will say as a resident, the first thing I did was get a cleaning lady and I did not regret that at all to come home to like a clean, <laughs> yeah. a clean apartment <laughs> um, after a rough shift is very, very nice. Um, and that was something I prefer not to do myself. But yes, residency, of course, you kind of have to cut corners. Um, but once your your hourly rate is a little bit higher, you've got some wiggle room. And, um, you know, for me personally, I I really loathe going to the grocery store on errands. So I will use Amazon Prime or like Instacart, um, delegate some of the meal prep um, just so that I'm not spending my time doing that. And a lot of time I spend taking care of myself, which really optimizes me to be a better doctor, mother, wife, et cetera. So I, I make no apologies about that. And um, that's how I choose to live my life. Absolutely. I love it. Instacart, I can't, during the pandemic, when I actually had to go to, get groceries like rarely I was like oh my god I can't believe I used to do this all the time <laughs> I hate going to the grocery store like um you know an like another fun example is I uh, a few months ago I was rebuilding my website and I was like I could do this and I was tinkering around with it and I spent like two weeks so many hours doing it and the whole time my wife was like just pay somebody and I was like no I can do it and then it crashed and I lost literally everything and, oh my god uh, hours, hours and hours of work and then i was like you're right i should have just paid somebody to do this not something i enjoyed i don't know who i was trying to prove something to but um you know use your talents find your area of genius and work at what you're good at i'm not good at building websites i've learned that the hard way <laughs> <laughs> that's a tough lesson to learn andrew thanks for sharing that with us um <laughs> and i also feel like when you're working full-time or even more than 40 hours that you know, that time is so precious that you have that's free. You just have to see where you can get that the mo as much as you possibly can. So that's where the 10, 15 minute increments come in as well as, you know, maybe paying someone to do it. Or if you have someone helping you, you can tack on that task um, to add on as well. 
And for people who have like childcare for people who don't have a great budget, not so much with coronavirus, but um, high school kids and college kids are great mother's helpers. They'll help you with meal prep and they're pretty cheap because they're just kids. Um, but it gives them something to do, gives them responsibilities. Um, and it's, it's a good way to get your load a little bit lighter. So Priyanka, I have a question for you. So you're such an offloader and delegator and you love paying people to do something for you. I struggled with that. Yes. You know, I, I, um, I posted about this a few weeks ago and I, I grew up, you know, I grew up very in a kind of modest home and we had to make sure all the lights were off and nobody, uh, you know, you couldn't, you couldn't throw money at anything. And that's, it, it gets ingrained into a lot of docs. And then, especially in residency where you're like, Oh my God, is there free lunch somewhere today? And I'm going to grab that. And, and you get out as attending and you just don't want to throw money at anything. You're just like, I don't know what it is. And if you look at the dollars and cents, um, yeah, no, I, I get it with the loan ba balances and I get it with all the things you have to pay for now. But like, what is the, what is the fear of throwing money at things uh, as physicians? You know, have you seen that? I know you love it. That's fine. You can throw money at everything. But what, what about our colleagues that don't? Yes. So I think savings is a big issue. I know, you know, people were so conditioned to save for the future because we all went to college and we went to medical school and with the debt and everything, right? We want to save for the future of our children and our own retirement. A lot of us don't work at a place with a pension. Like I know Kaiser, I have no affiliation with them. They have like a great pension plan allegedly. Um, but you know, if you're in private practice, you have to start figuring out your own retirement. So saving, saving, saving is a big deal. And I think that, you know, really holds people back from throwing money at their problems or, you know, um, outsourcing, et cetera. Would you agree? Yeah, I think so. I think that's, I think a lot of it, uh, as far as like scarcity get built into us as children and then it gets reinforced as docs. And then there's, there's, there's something to be said that in the physician community, there's taboo about talking about money ever. Right. I mean, it's like, you know, mm -hmm. we, you know, bottom line, even the lowest paid physicians are in the top 5% of, um, of people in the United States for, for income levels. You know, I understand we have other obligations, but, uh, at the same time, uh, the fear of talking about money is, is really, it's unfortunate. And, you know, I love talking about money. I do. And, but I've had to, I've struggled with it myself, but I think outsourcing is so key. Um, delegate what you don't love, you know, make a list, make a list of everything you do in a week. And then the things you hate, is there a way to, you know, maybe you need a virtual assistant. Maybe you need to uh, get somebody to cut the lawn for you, which can be done really cheap as I've learned. Um, and uh, yeah, I think that, that docs struggle with it, but they, we need to learn how to get more time on our plates because we really don't have, we have too many pressures and uh, we'll never design a life that we love if we are spending 80 hours in the office and then coming home and do spending 80 hours without, you know, without our family, not with our kids, not enjoying time in the pool, whatever. Precisely. There's just, there aren't enough hours in the day if you don't figure out how to unload some of your tasks because we, we can't really do it all. We just have to organize ourselves and prioritize and really examine our values. And like you said, that life that you want to live and make sure that the percentage of time is being spent pretty close accordingly. So. Well, you know, and Anything for else so, you coming from someone on? who doesn't have any, yeah, it's coming from someone who doesn't have any children, but probably will. 
at some point, you know, what, uh, in addition to hiring out some childcare when we can and cleaning, you know, what other tips do you have for parents, new moms that, that, that are docs and think that they have to do everything or they're a bad mom? Yeah. So this is a very loaded question and I am glad you asked it. Um, <laughs> I think, you know, going back full time after maternity leave is one of the hardest things to do. You're working full time. And then a lot of us, there's so much pressure to breastfeed and nurse and it's, it's very impractical. Um, you know, I remember I was taking out, I was doing two 20 minute breaks um, in the middle of my day just to pump and like I couldn't necessarily um, be doing other things while I did that. Um, so I think really just giving ourselves a ton of compassion and realizing that we choose to be physicians and there's nothing wrong with that. And you can, you know, like you can work full time and that's okay. Um, when you're home with your kids, just make the most of it, try and be present. Um, and also take time for yourself because you're not going to have the fuel between work and home unless you actually take some space for yourself, be it a walk or savoring your morning cup of coffee, connecting with other female friends, which is huge because we're all in this struggle together. Um, and just the other thing I always remind myself if I'm off to work and my son's like, you know, don't go to work, like don't work, mommy, that is the worst thing you can hear. And <laughs> but I remind myself that, you know, I'm setting a good example here. Like he sees that I work hard and I'm going to work and this is something I want him to know and I'm modeling it. And I would love for my kids to work someday also. So I remember that piece that's important to set that example. Um, and that helps me to combat that, um, you know, ever present mom guilt. So that's my answer to that loaded question in a nutshell. If anyone wants to discuss further, believe me, um, I love talking about this stuff. So feel free to message me on Facebook or come find me on my website, um, www.stresscleansemd.com. Well, Priyanka, thank you for inviting me. I know if I was a physician mom, I would want to talk to you some more. Um, but uh, if any of you guys out there need some help uh, in regards to the issues of money, uh, mindset problems, goal setting, uh, career change, and you're early in your career, less than 10 years out, um, please uh, reach out to me on here or uh, andrewtisserdo.com, andrewtisserdo.com. And uh, let's do this again soon. Craig, it was fun. Let's definitely do it. And put your um, information, your website, how to get in contact with you, put it in the comments. Will do. All right, cool. Great to chat. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Take care. Bye. Well, there you have it. Facebook Live about time management with Dr. Priyanka Nayak and myself. If you like this format of the podcast, please let me know either by sending me an email at andrew at talktomedocpod.com or any of my social media accounts. Additionally, if you like this show, please go on to Apple Podcasts and leave me an honest rating and review. It helps get everything out there to more early career physicians like yourself. And always, if you need any additional help or some one-on-one -on -one work with either myself or Dr. Priyanka Nayak, please reach out. We'd be happy to get on a call and see if we can help you to the best of our ability. Until next time, guys, keep talking.